welcome back to the show. Today is a very, very exciting episode with an exciting guest, Sue Merlino, my podcast producer. And she's going to be teaching me today all about hypnotherapy. What is hypnotherapy? She's going to actually tell me how we're all hypnotized in our daily lives at different points in the day. And it honestly, it's freaky, but it's so, so cool and so powerful. So she's going to go through her process, how hypnotherapy can completely change your brain, rewire your thoughts, change habits, and relatively quickly, I would say as well. She's going to talk all about that educate me on what hypnotherapy is. And we're going to talk a little bit too about meditation. And if you are someone who struggles with meditation or you don't understand what it's doing for you, or maybe you have a hard time doing it, because I know that I have a very hard time meditating, sticking to meditating and actually just physically relaxing and mentally relaxing. I have a really hard time with that. So she's actually walking me through some really helpful tips for meditation. And I'm going to be doing a 30-day meditation challenge that I encourage you to join me on. But if you guys want to hear all about hypnotherapy and how you can actually hypnotize yourself into changing habits, changing beliefs, changing thoughts, then stay tuned. My name is Adrienne Finch, and I believe wholeheartedly that anyone from any background can create the success and happiness that they want. With my proven productivity hacks, business tactics, and a little mindset coaching, this podcast will unlock your greatest potential and transform you into the CEO of your own life business, happiness, and success. So what are you waiting for? This is the Self-Made CEO Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Self-Made CEO Podcast. I am your host, Adrian Finch. What's up, guys? Today, we have a very special guest. It's actually my very own podcast producer, <laughs> Sue Merlino. Hello. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for being here. So this is actually funny. I work with Sue in the studio every time I come in to record. And every time we finish an episode, we end up having this really in-depth, amazing conversation about something, whether it's a topic that I brought up in the show or something that she's been doing or she's very receptive to all this stuff. And that makes me so happy because I feel like I can learn a lot from you. And so I've just wanted to bring you on because why not? There are so many things that we can talk about. But the one thing that really stands out to me that you've mentioned before is hypnotherapy yeah and you've mentioned it multiple times <laughs> i want to talk about that today so cool. if you guys didn't know sue is a licensed and certified hypnotherapist she also does many other things she's the wearer of many hats aren't yeah you? you know you mentioned a lot about opportunities and taking advantage of all that and it's fun it's fun learning new things totally and your show's all about learning new things yeah. and, and brain rewiring and all of that love so, a good brain rewiring session of course like hypnotherapy out here in hollywood gets kind of a bad rap you know you'll yeah. my my son would be like, somebody died from that or whatever. I'm like, you're watching too much TV. Yeah, for but, real. Yeah. Well, that's I'm excited to talk about it because I think that's actually a good point. And I think I want to educate myself on it. A lot of these topics too, even manifestation, things like that, people have assumptions in their head or people have like, oh, you're just a hippie. You're thinking all this woo-woo stuff. But when you really break it down, it's of course more of a refined science than just that. And so- I like to kind of air that out on here. True, yeah. No, and medi- meditation is a big word now. And people are like, what is that? And I don't have time for that. And we've talked about right. this a lot. Like, how do you make time for that? And right. um, so it all ties together. Yeah. And so hypnotherapy um, to me just kept coming back. Like I kept seeing like signs on the highway or, you know, people would mention it in passing. And so I looked into it and, and then I enrolled in, in all the classwork and the coursework in it. And I just find it to be very, very, very helpful. 
And Mm -hmm. a lot of the times, a lot of things that you talked about in the past about um, kind of that filter in our brain, Mm -hmm. um, which when I was hearing you talk about that, I was like, oh my gosh. So she knows what this is. She knows what this is. If you guys haven't listened to the last episode, (laughs) it was all about vision boards. And I talked a lot about this part of your brain, the reticular activating system and how it's kind of filtering out the things in your reality that are going to help you to achieve the goals and desires that you have. It's more complicated than that. But she was listening. She's like, hey, that's actually the perfect yes. setup for this episode. <laughs> so what I call that is the bouncer. Because mm-hmm. the bouncer is the one that's filtering between your consciousness and your subconsciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's a little easier than the RAS. Totally. <laughs> Honestly, I like that better. And before we even get into that, can we just what tell... Okay, first of all, you guys, I'm the consumer here. So I'm just an innocent bystander learning this from Sue. Sue is totally taking lead on this episode because I want to learn about hypnotherapy. I want to learn something today and you're going to tell me and I'm so excited and you guys are listening along. But can we start from literally like what is hypnotherapy? Because for anyone listening, I mean, even me, I think people, like you said, have a different idea or maybe a wrong idea of even what that means. Sure. So for an example, I'll give you a couple. You're at the movie and you're totally entrenched in that movie. And whatever is going on outside of that movie theater doesn't matter. You're there. You're Mm -hmm. interacting. You're feeling what's going on in, in your skin could get goosebumps or anything like that that's a sense of hypnotherapy Mm. you're totally Mm -hmm. focused in on something or you're driving down the highway and the lines on the highway are just mesmerizing Mm -hmm. and you have no idea that how you got from point a to point b Mm -hmm. you're there you've arrived that has happened for sure before or you drive by your exit yeah so that that's we're all kind of in this trance that's so interesting so so meditation may, is kind of also a way of getting so, yeah. to that so point. So when we quiet down our brains and we choose to do this, mm-hmm. um, those other examples are not necessarily our, our conscious choice, but right. they happen. Um, so when we choose to quiet down our brains and to go deeper, we go into, I don't like to use the word trance-like state, but mm-hmm. it's kind of like meditative, quiet quiet those thoughts and we all know how difficult that is to do right oh absolutely so hypnotherapy allows you to work with someone that will help you get to that state where you're now open and that bouncer that filter is now kind of separating a little bit and allowing different thoughts and different processes to get into your subconscious Mm -hmm. And I'll talk a little bit about that if you want me to, about how the subconscious works. Well, and first, I just want to say, first of all, I actually really like the movie example because I'm someone personally who has struggled with meditation a little bit just because I have so many racing thoughts all the time that quieting my brain down has felt hard. And even when I do try to meditate, it'll, you know, my brain, I know it's a skill that you have to really practice and my brain will constantly go elsewhere. But the movie thing is so funny because a movie, watching a movie really is one of the only times I feel like in my life where I'm solely focused on what's going on in the movie. I'm not thinking about these emails and this thing and like my brain is not wandering. I'm literally focused on just that. So that's, I actually really like that example because I'm like, okay, so if hypnotherapy can help me to achieve that same kind of focus Mm -hmm. on or quietness in, but like consciously like choosing to do so, that's awesome. I, this is why I need to learn this. (laughs) Isn't that great to yeah. allow yourself? You don't even know you're doing that when you go into the movie no, theater. No, I didn't even think about that. But you're actually kind of taking a vacation a yeah, little you are. bit, right? 100%. It's entertainment and 
yeah yeah and you're fully in that you're not thinking about your own thoughts in life you're and they literally make in you that shut off your yeah. phone you know and you're forced yeah, to that's do so it funny. Right, right. oh but it's so hard to like do it on your own put your phone on airplane mode. <laughs> wow. i need to go to a movie <laughs> honestly maybe i'll use that as my just to check out yeah okay so great. when we're born to go back yeah um, when we're born um we have which you mentioned before the flight or fright Mm-hmm. We have that primal, like, how to react to certain things. Right. And babies are actually, we're all born with the fear of falling. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of babies flailing. And that's just the reaction. And it's known, it's a known in your subconscious that if you're going to fall, you know, you have that right. reaction. Um, so what happens is we don't want to blame our parents or mm-hmm. anybody like that, but everyone's doing the best they can. But as we're growing and developing from birth, to age eight, we're getting all these impressions and these messages in our brains. And some of them could be, you're afraid of dogs, for example. And later on in life, you could just see a dog and you're reacting. Right. And you you know like that, I don't know if you're familiar with biofeedback, but people can learn how to control that physically. Mm-hmm. But if you see a dog and you're, you're so afraid of it, you're gonna react. Right. So what we do in hypnotherapy is we'll go into the subconscious through deep meditation. We'll talk you into a deep meditation, and that happens very quickly. Um, The way we process that is very quick. Just thinking about it is crazy. (laughs) Okay, this is awesome. Keep going. And we'll go in and we'll change your response. We'll rewire it. Mm. And, And... you can only change what you want to change. Mm-hmm. So if I have a smoker that wants to stop smoking, ultimately we need to find out whether they started for social reasons, um, it's a addictive behavior we know, mm-hmm. but you gotta get to the point of why, what's feeding that known. Right. So in your subconscious, you know that smoking is bad, mm-hmm. but your subconscious overrules your conscious brain. Your subconscious, right. they did, is about 88% of your brain. Mm-hmm. So the 12% is what you know, is what you're consciously doing. Mm-hmm. I know smoking is bad. I know smoking is bad. I know smoking is bad. Your subconscious is like, oh, that's really good because I'm meeting people right. or whatever it is. You're getting that. So what we do in hypnotherapy, we open up that filter. We open up um, that bouncer and we allow the positive to be changed. The right. positive known for smoking, right. which is in your subconscious to be changed. That's so. So do you think that could be the same kind of reasoning why a lot of I, I ask myself this all the time in life I've had a couple of things where and this is all about behavioral change and actually the five second rule is one of the strategies that has helped me start to change but before thinking even of that strategy like I did not understand for the life of me why sometimes I so badly desired a change like I want to wake up earlier I really really do because it means getting more done it means feeling better whatever but like I literally couldn't do like I still wouldn't do it and it was as if it was this battle of will like do I or don't I that's what it is okay that's so interesting so that can be kind of so you can change like behaviors and anything really you can and you can do it on your own you don't if if you're like you said studied enough or you know you practice it enough like through meditation um, my son refuses to allow me to hypnotize him, and, and which is fine because it won't work right. if you don't want it to. But he knows that he can do it himself, and yeah. he's been very successful wow. in doing it himself. Okay, that's awesome. And it's really, um, for an example, starting at the top of a staircase and closing your eyes and just 
getting into the breath and realizing your breath and focusing at the bottom of the staircase is an image of yourself and doing what you want to acquire in that image. So talking in public, which is like the number one mm -hmm. thing most people are afraid of. So picture yourself at the bottom of that stairway mm -hmm. and then go ahead and just start counting down. And counting is actually a really good way to relieve stress mm -hmm. because you cannot think of anything else when you're counting. Mm -hmm. Your brain True. doesn't work that way. True. And that's why the five second countdown works. Exactly. So doing all something. the things you've been saying are yeah. so accurate. So this is a thing that maybe a lot of you guys actually kind of know but don't know. And that's why I'm glad we're talking about this because yeah. I want to be able to at the end of this episode feel confident in not only knowing what you're teaching me that like what this is and how it can actually affect your behavior or your you know you're getting the things you desire but also like a practical actual takeaway for doing it myself so you just started to kind of get into it but let's go back you were talking about the smokers and how you are filtered because I was super interested in that like so if someone comes into you with an issue like that um you know I want to stop smoking you were saying you have to want to actually stop you it have and you have to, to find the ultimate reason kind of why you started is that what you go to every time is like well let's go back to like why did this start exactly okay yeah. so in that going back is very important in hypnotherapy because you need to imagine a time before you were smoking mm -hmm. or before you had anger issues or right. before you were overeating or you know all these things that you want to make the change mm -hmm. you need to go back do you remember a time when you weighed 100 pounds or for example right. you know that do you remember time before you smoked? And then focus in on that time. Mm -hmm. And then what we like to do is replace that known with another positive. Mm -hmm. So when you get the feeling that you wanna smoke, maybe it's just pressing two fingers together instead, or maybe just smiling. Right. And, and maybe just hearing yourself say, you're beautiful, or something like that, we, we put back in the place to correct that positive right. known that's in your subconscious mm -hmm. and of course like the dog like people who are afraid of dogs don't really know a time probably before when they were afraid of dogs because right. a lot of times that happens when you're very when young, you're very young. Mm -hmm. so when we when we think back to that one we envision them being okay around another animal right or like hey do you like cats or something like that that we can focus in on to say oh yeah, you actually do have a positive feeling for another creature. Right. Let's focus in on that. So when you say we're rethinking the positive, are you talking about the the feeling associated with the thing that we don't want anymore? So for example, if it's smoking, are you saying we're reassociating the positive of smoking with like a net hold on wait so yeah <laughs> let me negative, so i'm using or positive are you replacing the action so like you can still feel that positivity that you felt when you started smoking but instead of actually then smoking you're doing like the action or you're saying the thing right so when i say positive i mean like a known right like a we have no we have positive knowns and positive and negative knowns right so yeah, it's it's in your subconscious. You're not conscious of it at all right. until maybe I bring it to your attention. Like, so do you smoke for social reasons or, right. you know, are you smoking because you don't want to drink anymore? Or, yeah. You know, some people replace addictions with other addictions. Right. So whatever that positive is in your subconscious, it's not positive to your conscious. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So for the dog example, for example, if you're scared of dogs and you were when you were a kid, 
you're replacing that feeling scared about the dogs with actually the positive that came before that, which was like, hey, I remember dogs being cute and fluffy and fun. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. And sometimes it takes just digging in to find out what that actual what that actually is. is. And sometimes it doesn't work right away. Right. Like smoking, usually it's three sessions. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's still incredible. The fact that we can unlock our subconscious and people talk about that all the time. And I'm someone who fully believes that full wholeheartedly. But it has been hard for me to sometimes really actually do it. Like to actually do the thing is different than to know that you can do the thing. So that's why. So this is going to be fun because I want. I want to be able to like actually do like change these things and actually reassociate certain views that I have, you know. And there's sometimes that, you know, when we look at addiction, like why can't you just stop? Right. And and people don't realize that it is deep in our brains and you may consciously want to stop, but you don't know how to. You know, and that happens with um, relationships Mm -hmm. because we know the outcome all the time and mm-hmm. we know and we can react to certain ways um so it's 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 to make a change is hard it is nobody really understands it everybody's is own you know issues yeah. with changing and i think that's that brings up the point of what i mentioned in that five second rule episode which is that the whole point for that is like if you want to make a change but you don't know how and so many people probably feel that way i have felt that way so many times you want to make the change you don't know how and there are many strategies, but this is this is one that I'm pumped about. Yeah. So if someone comes into you and says, well, first of all, what do people come to you with? Like you mentioned the smoking one. What are other examples of things people Anxiety. Come? Anxiety. Yeah. Okay. And so, I'm just really working. I'm not, I don't have an office or anything like that. I work for friends and friends yeah. of friends. And it's just something I have in my back pocket. Right. That, but because I feel like we're all trying so hard and why not? try and help people yeah. i know you like to help people too absolutely yeah. yeah and it's just like i'll offer this to you and you know if it works for you the more power to you totally. and i feel like at least i'm helping heal yeah, people totally. a little bit um so yeah a lot of people will come to me with anxiety mm-hmm. and it, it's anxiety of leaving their house driving in la yeah um you know i'm local here so that's what I run into, um, smoking and weight loss. Those okay. are the top things that I've helped people with. Yeah. The anxiety ones seem to work the best. Really? Oh, I could have used you a few years ago, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Oh, man. And oh. I think that self-practice is really important and and knowing why you want to make the change. Right. Because some people don't. Right. Some people think because someone told them that right. they need to stop and they need to do this. But you really, really, really need to do a lot of self-awareness yeah, and reflection true. and figure out, like, do I really want this to change? Yeah, because even with smoking, it's like you could know, OK, well, society tells me, like, this is dangerous. I shouldn't do this. Everyone tells me I need to stop. It's gross. But unless you actually sit there and you actually think about those consequences in your own life, then it gives you a way stronger desire, I think, to be like, well, OK, sure, everyone's saying don't do this and it's dangerous, but actually, no, like this can literally give me lung cancer, which will put me in the hospital, which could kill me. Like, right. and then I won't be able to do this, this and this and this. And it sounds more than sad, but it is. I mean, but thinking about deeper about those things, I feel like could help with that right. desire. I, I feel that. And anxiety too, like people get used to it and they're like, I'm going to get anxious when I do this. And saying those words out loud, like you mentioned in your other podcast about what we say out loud 
is really how we feel. And yeah. a lot of times when you just speak without thinking, that's your subconscious. Mm. And I have a lot of people write without thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's your subconscious. And that's the message that you're putting out. Wow. So when you just sit and journal without even thinking. And then do you think that getting that out on paper can be a really, can be. Only um, if you do something with it. Yeah, I, I was going to say like, <laughs> yeah, if you're getting those thoughts out and then you're realizing, oh, okay, these are my beliefs. Maybe I should shift those. Before we go any further, though, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Hey there. The holidays are here. So it's good to know Kroger can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Kroger has got you covered. So order for free pickup at Kroger.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. All right, and we're back. Thank you for still being here. So if someone comes to you and they say, all right, I have bad anxiety about driving or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, are you giving them, are you doing the hypnotherapy to them? Or are you giving them the tools to do it themselves or both? And what does that look like? Like, sure. should we take a problem that I have and you would actually teach me what I would do about it? We could do that. Or we I mean, it's, an it's, an interview. it's about a 45-minute interview. Oh. Maybe not then. Maybe we'll do <laughs> but a, another. I can do an abridged one. Um, or you could just like, yeah, let's just explain instead then. Like okay. what, so what would, what's the gist of like what you would be doing with someone or telling them? Pretty much you write your own script. Through mm. my interview with you, I find out what it is you want to change and what, because it, it goes back to you in your own words. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just the facilitator right. and channel or, or whatever, you know, I'm giving back to you. After we open the bounce and let the bouncer go on break right. and get into your subconscious, I'm just putting back in there what you want. Right. I have no say in any yeah, of this. Okay. Um, so what I'll do is I'll write out the script mm-hmm. while I'm interviewing you. And it's very pointed. I mean, it's kind of like a bulleted type thing where, so Adrian, um, what do you find is most stressful or what it is? what is it that you want to make the change with? for example yeah and then i would answer with said thing that i don't even know because <laughs> say driving so on the highway yeah, right say like i really i had three accidents and i i can't get back on the highway mm-hmm. and i know i need to in order to get to santa monica i have to get on the yeah. highway you know so so what is it about getting on the highway like wh- what part of it are you stressed out about mm-hmm. or airplane i've helped people get on airplanes oh, yeah. before too um so i focus on like when do you feel like you're at ease when you're flying? And they always say, right when I land. Yeah. So like, all right, so we'll, right, when I land, I have a great feeling. When I'm in the air, I feel the same way I felt like when I was landing. You know, when we work mm-hmm. it backwards and like taking off, I have a wonderful feeling. I feel like I'm at ease and we'll just fill in whatever words make sense to right. you. I am calm. Um, I can get my work done. These are the things, there are like affirmations that we just put into your subconscious and we never say anything negative. You, you really don't want anything going in totally. that filter. It's all just positive affirmations in a meditative state. Wow. So you could make a recording, meditate, and then listen to these things. Mm-hmm. So that's something that someone could do at home. That's actually not a bad idea because then could, it's super specific to you right. and your needs. 
Yes. And just be conscious of what it is that you want to believe. Right. Because we end up, that filter will put things in our subconscious sometimes that we don't necessarily want. But if you say these things over and over and over again, I'm so fat, these jeans look like shit on me, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, mm -hmm. we believe it. Totally. Thoughts become things. Thoughts become and things. beliefs dictate our conscious and actions. If you want, like I said earlier, if you want a window as to what your subconscious is thinking and believing, just start that journaling without thinking. Mm -hmm. And it might be messy and hard to read, but there's messages in there yeah. that you might not even know that oh, self-talk. I mean, I just feel like how I envision a subconscious is like literally a locked little box on the back of my brain that like you once you open the box the box just expands and becomes your whole head i don't know why that's what i envision when i think <laughs> of a subconscious <laughs> but whenever someone says like breaking down the walls of your subconscious like i literally picture like my brain just emptying of everything and then there's just like this hollow thing but right. i have a hard time feeling like i have a hard time achieving that i, I have a hard time controlling sometimes my thoughts um and that's like our human nature it's like a thought will come into my head and then I'll immediately at least I'll recognize it and I'll quiet it so what you just said I have a hard time organizing my thoughts yeah, like even that it's I just that. saying that out there right. I know yeah. and it's you know and that's interesting I've actually become a lot more conscious of that I used to say things like oh I'm just not a morning person and I would just kind of leave it at that right. but now I notice when I say things like that and I actually decide okay is this something like I clearly believe this about myself meaning I am this way because if you believe it you will be that way do I like this or not like this? And if I don't like this, how can I change this now, you know? So, wow, okay. So someone will come into you with that. You ask them interview questions and then you kind of write down, so what does the script look like? If someone's saying, okay, you know, like the plane example, and you're saying, okay, I feel good when I'm in the air and I feel good on the ground. So you're trying to rewire basically the feelings associated with each part exactly. of that process. And then what happens after that? It's very short. The hypnosis part of it is actually very short because yeah. what we're doing is we're bringing you down and that's the self-meditation or the meditation piece of it is a lot longer because we just need you to be super comfortable. Right. And you're aware at any time. You can get up and walk out the door. Yeah. Like, and you're not flapping around like a chicken. I mean, right. that's another whole like, that's a show thing. hypnotherapy totally. type thing. I've totally yeah. seen those before. <laughs> yeah. And, and different people... What we need to measure up front is whether or not you're an uh, inferred learner or if you're a logical learner, mm -hmm. if, you, if you learn by people telling you things or if you learn by things being inferred. And that goes back to how you were raised. Right. And, you know, your parents will say, you go into bed without dinner if you don't do your homework. Mm -hmm. If that actually happened... Yeah. then you believe what people say. Right. If it's inferred and that didn't actually happen, they're like, all right, well, you can have a bowl of cereal or whatever or yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. Then you're an inferred learner. So wow, that okay. dictates on how the hypnotherapy works. Interesting. I'm trying to think which one I would be. I don't know. I feel like I don't actually believe, like things, people could say something and, you know, I might be like, oh, shoot, I don't want that to happen. But ultimately, I don't actually believe it would happen. Like, I think you're in the middle. So there's yeah. that other piece. There's a big chunk of people who can go either way. Okay, yeah. And usually if your mom and your dad were both present um, in your upbringing, they're it's probably kind of different. Yeah. You know, the moms are usually totally. probably more logical yeah. and your dad's probably more inferred. That's but, true. Because I, mean, I feel like like if I have a, an emergency, let's say like I'm in a really hard financial place or something, 
like my if I was actually panicking, like my brain could go to the place of like, well, literally, you if you don't pay rent, like you can't live in your. But then I also never feel actually feel like that would ever happen because I always just know like, oh, but I'll do I'll be fine. But that's maybe not even the same thing you're talking about. I don't know. Like, I'll believe that that. Yeah, I quite literally won't have a house if I don't pay rent. That's true. Right. That is the truth. Yeah. But I almost don't let myself believe that that could ever happen. It's weird. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So when, okay, so when someone, the next step, which you said was the actual hypnosis, and obviously you won't like do it on me now, but you were talking about the staircase example earlier and how that's how someone can do it themselves. When you're doing it to someone, is that the same? What is your process without, I guess, doing it? So will I figure out through the interview questions which way you learn Mm -hmm. and then we do a couple of different ways to get you into hypnosis by like raising your arm and having you raise your arm Mm -hmm. um, by listening to what I say to you now if I say if you're an inferred learner I'll say picture a balloon tied onto your string and and making your arm lift up to your head Mm. or I'll just say your arm's really light you can just lift it up and touch Mm. your shoulder so it's different ways like that and that's yeah, how, I feel like I'm both. Yeah, both of those would make I'm me both, feel the same. I'm thing. both, and um, I have no issues with going into relaxation. Right, like I am okay allowing someone to help me yeah. do that. I actually like it better yeah. than having to do it myself. I think me too. Yeah, yeah. It's nice when you do a guided meditation. Mm-hmm. So once you allow and put down the guard of some, because some people are just like. I'm not going to listen to what you, and they put this wall up. I'm like, well, if you don't want, you know, that's the first step. Yeah, you have to want the help. You have to want it. Or at least be open to the experience. Yeah. Because you're only not getting something by shutting it down. What's the worst thing? You relax for a half hour. Oh, no. You know, like, (laughs) It's crazy how many people, though, like, don't, like, would not do something like that. because, And I'm like, what is there to lose? Same with, like. Uh, whatever I yeah. can talk about that forever. Oh, but. <laughs> so you, I get them in. The, and so we're sitting at the desk, and you're and you're raising your hand, and we're going through that. And then I'll just move the, you over to the couch or to like a recliner, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you sit in the recliner, and then we'll start just counting down the stairs, mm-hmm. and we'll go to a place that you're safe and you feel okay. Um, and I ask ask you at that point not to speak, but if you can like lift your finger or show me to answer like how you're feeling and everything like that it's just it's open Mm -hmm. and like i said earlier like you could get up and walk away right um you might be a little sleepy or you know (laughs) coming out of a movie you know that feeling you're just like crossing into reality you know so a lot of us are walking around in a trance all the time anyway and you know so what we'll do then is we'll go deeper and deeper and deeper and I'll bring you back out and then bring you back down. Um, and what that does is, you know, when you hit snooze mm-hmm. and then the next time you fall asleep, you're even deeper. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So that that's was just, me this morning. Yeah. That's going back deep into, right. hypnother- into hypno- hypnosis. So before you wake up or before you go to sleep, that's kind of where your brain is okay. at. So that's really like kind of like the, the like half. Yeah. I Yeah. I feel like that is a. When you're almost about to sleep, I feel almost like you are in like a meditative state because you're not asleep. You're conscious, but right. you're just, whoa, And relaxed. then something sometimes can snap you right out of it. Totally. You're like go- about to go into sleep and you're just like you don't want to or yeah. whatever like that. Okay. Um, so that's the state you're in. Yeah. And getting that state like at a two o'clock on a Tuesday is not us- it's not it's harder. normal for right. people to get into. Um, and some people do fall asleep. 
mm-hmm. and it's still beneficial, mm-hmm. but you really want to be in that kind of haze state. Yeah. So while okay. you're in that meditative state, I give you back your words. I give you back like the things that you want to reprogram and you still have work to do when you wake up and just staying conscious. I always have people write a dry erase marker on their mirrors mm-hmm. in the morning. And, you know, if you have roommates or whatever, they might think, hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, worth it. But you're beautiful or whatever it is that you gave to me, you leave with that. So what what kind of thing would that be? Like if it was for the airplane example, like would it literally be writing out that you feel good when you're on a plane? Yeah. Okay. Simple. Whatever you gave to me. Right. Like I love to fly. Right. Some people just like, I love flying. Right. There's subconscious like, no, you don't. But you do. And you love to fly. Right. You love to fly. Right. And it works for me. And I've hated flying and now I love to fly. You know what's funny? Like this makes me think of, it's kind of different, but sometimes when I go to my workout classes, I I have kind of this group of friends and we all end up going to the same classes. And I love this workout place. I literally love working out. I love the studio. I love the people. But there are some days when I'm definitely like, I'm, I don't have a lot of energy and I'm like, oh shoot, it's, it's hard to do the workout when you don't have a lot of energy because it's very high intensity and so sometimes it's funny, I without even thinking now though, I'll go in there and immediately, even if I'm feeling low energy, I'm known as like the hyper one. I'll just start like jumping around and being like, oh my God, I'm so excited guys. And it's not even fake. I've just like trained myself to do that because I'm just being weird. I don't know. I'm almost faking it till I make it. I'm like acting, but then I find myself genuinely being energetic and mm-hmm. having energy. Yeah. And people are always like, how are you so energetic at these classes? And I tell them, I'm like, oh, I literally have to walk in the door and just force myself to act like I have energy. And then by acting like I have energy, I all of a sudden have energy. Well, that's huge because a lot of people will have, like you said before, like the vision boards and the belief systems. Right. But actually taking the action is huge. So when you're driving in your car, whatever it is, say you're driving a Toyota Corolla and you Mm -hmm. really want that Porsche, your body doesn't know you're not driving a Porsche. Right. If you believe that you're driving a Porsche and you take that action and put yourself in that Porsche, even though you're only, you're Ooh, driving I a love Porsche. This I want a Porsche. So just drive it, drive get in your Porsche. car and you're like, I'm in a Porsche. Like, oh, yes. who knows that? Right. Right. You know, you're convincing yourself you're not. Right. But you have to act. You have to put all those visions into action or they're not going to work. Same with manifestation. You have to act Mm -hmm. like you have a billion dollars in the bank. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like. Like go shell out all your money on things. Because a lot of people that have a lot of money don't spend like the people that don't have a lot of money. And it just means like don't be living in the scarcity mindset. Live in the abundant mindset. So like live like live like you have it not. Like you're scared that you'll never have it because then you will never have it. And changing that belief about yourself without saying, I'll never have a million dollars. Right. Get that out of your brain. Get that out of your freaking head. And it's constant. Right. And I remind myself and my partner all the time to change the way you Mm -hmm. are thinking. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not saying it out loud, it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And what can someone do? as a very actionable step. Like if you find yourself having that thought, like right there in that moment, what's something you can do? Just immediately flip it the opposite way and say that out louder in your head. Say it out loud. Yeah. Say, you know what I like to do? I say, stop, mm-hmm. stop. I like Because we that. all know that. And sometimes I'll say it out loud yeah. and I'll laugh. 
<laughs> that's amazing though. That is so, but that's powerful. Like yeah. sometimes, again, it's even hearing an episode like this, I can imagine that there will be some people at home who are still like, okay, but yes, like I so feel it, but, th- but like, what do I do? What do I do? But it is little things like this that chip away at that change because like I've said before too, like it becomes a lifestyle. Like I'm sure now you're not consciously every single time thinking like, oh, stop, but it's just happening. Like right. you're, you will think a thought and it's just triggered immediately. Like, wait, stop. And you were like, oh, wait, okay. Yeah, yep. I didn't even, you know, recognize that I was doing that necessarily. Just stop. Yeah. yeah, I love that. My mom used to, since I was a little kid, tell me all these things. And of course I was like, shut up, mom. You don't know anything. <laughs> like, like, oh, she just think positively. Like, okay, great idea. But Hold when on. people say just, I really don't uh, like using yeah. that word because mm-hmm. just is huge. Right. Just is enormous. And saying you know? that it's so easy. It's yeah. Like, and I'm only sure do she, that. maybe she didn't even say that. But you're think. just like. No, she yeah. always just told me, you know, to be positive or like I had a lot of stomach issues of like five years ago and um, I was super sick and I would always call my mom to like moan about it because I just didn't I would get anxiety about it and blah blah and I would call her and she was bless her heart she would answer at like 3 a.m. all the time <laughs> but like the thing that the only thing that would piss me off that she would say is like she would just say no just think positive thoughts like just tell yourself you feel good like you know, it's all in, it's all mental or she wouldn't say it's all mental because I obviously had something wrong with me, but she was Mm. trying to emphasize something good, which was that you can control part of it. Like you can control not dwelling on the part that is ailing you and pretend, just pretend for a second, like you feel well. Of course, for me who felt super sick, uh, that was the last thing I wanted to do. And I wanted to punch her in the face. But (laughs) now getting older and actually learning these things, it all of a sudden clicks like, Hey, that's what she was telling me to do. And it's hard sometimes when you don't have that foundation of knowledge or that basis of actually believing like, oh, this is more than just, oh, think positively. It's like, no, there's a reason behind this. Well, once you realize that your mind and your body are all connected, Mm -hmm. there is a lot of things. Like people will present, um, say their back hurts. And they were like, well, I was working in the garden and my back hurts. Well, the person next door was working in their garden and their elbow hurts, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. why does why does your back hurt so it manifests your pain there for for a reason reason. so maybe you're not standing up for yourself Mm. you know maybe Mm -hmm. that person's elbow is hurting because they're overreaching Mm -hmm. in their life so we do manifest pain Mm -hmm. and illnesses based on our mindset interesting so and that's that another whole episode too, that's a but, whole situation as well yeah. yeah that's absolutely true and then we'll look at that in hypnotherapy as well as like the physical manifestation of pain mm-hmm. and why you have this pain in certain places because not everyone's going to get the same pain it, you can't excuse it i know i love this too because i feel like that this is one of probably the most beneficial things for people would be like realizing the connection between mind and body and that a lot of ailments can be figured out or at least dramatically helped based on like by thinking differently or just figuring out the root of it. I went to this incredible lecture by this guy. This is, I don't even remember his name, but that's besides the point, but he was like a holographic memory healer. And he was someone who could literally feel people's trauma. Mm -hmm. Like if someone had chronic kidney pain or whatever and had all these surgeries and nothing fixed it, he could medical intuitive. Yeah. Yeah. He would be able to ask them same thing kind of that you're doing where he would ask them all these interview questions to get to the root of like, what is this point of trauma in your life? And was this point of trauma actually what's causing this chronic pain and not like, because your brain snapshots and stores that trauma. Right. somewhere and I'm yeah. not a scientist but that's what he was that's saying true. Yeah. and then it's insane how many people have literally been cured of these like chronic pain conditions 
by rewiring that memory or reframing that traumatic incident. And it's actually, that sounds very similar to what you're doing here. It's like, and instead of trauma, it's just like, you know, a a belief or a mindset or a behavior. That's incredible. I mean, shoot. Holy crap. I want to, I want to do this. Okay. I have a question for you. Sure. So a while ago, my friend introduced me to this guy who makes videos or videos, audio, whatever. Um, that's like sleep meditation or Uh sleep, sorry, sleep hypnosis. And he does a bunch of different ones, but one of the ones is sleep. I keep saying meditation, sleep hypnosis. And I remember thinking, what the heck is this? And she was like, just try it one night. So I did. Basically it's like a 10 hour long or eight hour long um, video on on YouTube that you can just like play while you're sleeping. But he, it's so funny because all I remember of course is the very beginning because every, he starts by basically putting you into the state by saying, Similar things to what you're saying with the staircase. It's like he's telling you these things to envision like you're in a room and then you walk outside this door and there's a grassy field and you look mm-hmm. up and you see this. And it's this very it's this formulated thing story, if you will. But I would I tried it a couple nights in a row and I would fall asleep at the same point every single night. I wouldn't get past being in the field, laying in, and feeling the grass. And after that, I would not remember but and I think there was like a little more to the story, and then he would go into because sometimes I'd wake up and have to pee or whatever. Right, right. But and I when I would wake up, it would be the, the story only lasted so long to like get you asleep. I bet. And then he'd be saying like affirmations like you can do. Obviously, it's not specific to you, but right. it would be like general. You are the most successful in the world. You have mm-hmm. all the money and freedom. And I was like, whoa. What is your thought on stuff like that? Do you think that it works? Do you think while you're sleeping and someone's saying these things to you, is that actually doing anything yeah it is That's but good to know. i would listen to it to make sure what he's saying what he's saying is the right oh my god can you imagine he's like you're gonna kill everyone yeah yeah i know that's a good um, point no yeah i would definitely listen to it yeah. um but you we can make your own tape. yeah i should so when every own. session i i record it and mm-hmm. then give it to people so that's they can smart. play it back um you're probably not getting all of it yeah um because going to sleep we have different levels of sleep and like i said earlier like your conscious will shut off but your subconscious is awake and aware um you may be getting most of it but i'm sure there's some things that are slipping through right i don't think it can hurt but i would just cautious people caution people to listen listen to to it it. and what's actually going on like in your brain when when you're either in the meditative state like you're mentioning or doing this sleep thing and you're actually asleep like what's happening when you're hearing that? Like physically, why is that working? Like why is why are those words then actually making you ch- think that? Because the bouncer filter RAS is is relaxed. Okay. And that's what and the goal is. And so when you picture the brain, say a circle, mm-hmm. and then like I draw a line, it's like where the filter is like 12% is your conscious mm-hmm. and then all the 88% is your subconscious Mm -hmm. there's a lot in there Um, so when that filter goes away and these thoughts go in there but they can get filtered back out right so we need to close the filter I see um, and I don't know if that's happening and keep those and keep keep that belief so you're basically getting right to your subconscious like directly to it without all the bullshit thoughts and all the limiting beliefs you're just getting right to the subconscious and you're telling that part of your brain to like deem those things as important and that that's what you actually believe 
So like advertising, we've always heard like mm-hmm. they'll put different things in advertising to get into your subconscious yeah. and subliminal stuff. And some of that stuff filters in. Some of it's not really important. Right. Um, but with technology getting smarter and smarter and smarter, and if you're in a state of relaxation, if you're in a state at the movie, you know, the advertising now coming in through movies mm-hmm. and product placement like mm-hmm. that, that's making an impression. It's wow. getting there. And if you see it enough, it's definitely going to be like, oh, I'm going to try that. Yeah. Febreze or whatever. You know? That's a little <laughs> scary. That's so true, though. Wow. That is probably happening more than we even realize. Yeah. All the time it's happening. So that's why meditation is very important yeah. to just quiet, quiet, quiet and rewire and kind of taking a little holiday. Yeah. A little like in-home holiday, I call it my trip to Tahiti, mm. is to lie down on your back and put your feet up on a chair. Like okay. so you're flat on the back and your feet are just- Are like, oh, like- um. Like bent knee, yeah, like bent leg. Knee. Okay, yeah. so your calves and are like And just lie there because then your parasympathetic nerves are just ultimately relaxed. You know how cats and dogs will lie yeah. on their back? Yeah. They are ultimately I'm going to try out. that when I get home. And even if you just do it for five minutes, doesn't matter what you're thinking or whatever, just breathe into mm. it. And it, I call it my trip to Tahiti. Ooh, it makes okay. a huge difference. And just allow yourself that. Like, where is everyone going in such yeah. a hurry? Yeah. You know? I'm definitely going to try that when I get home. Yeah. There's a lot. Because I was going to also ask you, actually, that's probably the best thing for me to try. Because I was going to ask you, if you're someone who struggles a little bit with meditation, what I've realized is what makes me struggle is two things. And I want to hear your opinions on maybe why that's happening and how I could fix it. The first thing is that sometimes physically, so I, well, this is only if there's a guided meditation that talks about like visualize or thinking about your toes and how they're feeling and blah, blah. Mm. For some reason, the physical aspect, like I get really antsy. Like I want to like move around. Like I don't feel relaxed when I'm thinking about a body part. Like it actually does the opposite where I want to like itch things. And like, I all of a sudden feel really conscious of my body mm-hmm. in just, just, yeah, just aware of it in a way where I feel like I'm supposed to be thinking about nothing, but all I can think about is like, hmm, my left shoulder feels kind of weird or like, so that happens to me, which is one thing. And I do think laying down probably helps. I have a really hard time relaxing, like sitting up or even putting my palms on my Right, because things fall asleep and it's uncomfortable. And I think it's like, how does one find like the most comfortable physical state to meditate in? It's not easy. And if there's a lot of walking meditations Mm -hmm. and if, I mean, I have a dog, so she takes me out a few times a day and that's when I do my walking meditation. Um, Another thing I think that might help you is a mantra. Mm -hmm. And if that's just one, two, three, four... And just do it on your fingers. I do this when I walk. One, two, three, four. One, two. And it's not easy. I mean, what you describe is very, very common. Mm -hmm. It'll probably take like maybe a year or two to get to to the point. Um, But I went to this philosophical society back in Boston. And it's all about meditation. And it was started by people from like MIT and Harvard. And they just wanted to study meditation. Mm -hmm. So it was very scientific. And... What they, because I brought this up, the same question, because I'm the same exact way. (laughs) What they said is, as soon as that impulse to want to go somewhere begins, Mm -hmm. go back to the start of that impulse. Mm -hmm. If you can envision like a hair or like the neurons or whatever we've seen pictures of, like what the brain firing looks like, 
go back to where that started and just and just picture yourself cutting it mm -hmm. and like that's done and stopping again just say stop right go back it's done well, so stop. that was the second and thing i was going to mention is that that i think that i always hear that which is like always go back to whatever it is whether it's your breath your mantra yep. if you find yourself thinking letting your brain wander go back and i was going to say like with every experience with meditation so far that I've had, which have only been a few. So this is something I need to practice and do more. That's always happened. But it's so interesting because when my brain does wander and I'll eventually catch myself and come back, but I'll find afterwards that those things that I was wandering to were like real, either like amazing ideas or like way more creative thoughts than I've ever had. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if that's because like I'm not consciously – letting these thoughts like run through my head it's just whatever is floating in there is coming to it's me coming. it's almost like i'm being this sponge and things are just like happening and i'm just letting go and all of a sudden this idea comes to me but i wasn't thinking i need an idea and sometimes right. when you sit and you think i need an idea but then is that i know there's no wrong way to meditate there isn't but i mean like, another trick is to stop yourself write down the thought and go back right because i know like some i don't know if you're a list maker. i think you're a list maker when you write something sure. down it's there. Right. You don't there. have to worry. You know you yeah. can go back to it. So if you can physically have to write it down and then go back to meditating. Yeah. And then and then once you start doing that, the less and less it yeah. will occur. And allow yourself. Don't punish yourself. Right. Say, oh, it's okay. I just had that thought. Like a car will go by. It's like, oh, okay, there's a car that went by. Or I'll right. acknowledge like before I even start meditating. I'm going to hear things in the street. The dog's going to bark. Like I'll acknowledge everything before right. I start just to say, these are the things that are going to happen. I'm going to have thoughts. Um, my dog's going to bark. The mailman's going to come. There's going to be blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I do all that. And then I just allow myself to be like, all right, all those things are going to happen, but it's not going to matter. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's so, so interesting. So yeah. A that's a good little... strategy. And then to put it in the most simple terms possible, like when, so the whole going back to your mantra or going back to your breath and like quieting those thoughts to get to that just quiet place. Like this sounds like a dumb question, but I just want to break it so down. Why, why, why is meditation, why is getting to that quiet place helpful? Or like what is it do? Is it doing something in that moment or is it more of just you're training yourself through meditation to quiet your brain so that you can be more intentional with training your subconscious. Yeah, so it, it opens us up to be more clear. Mm -hmm. And you'll hear a lot like raising the consciousness level. Mm -hmm. So what I like to picture is that my consciousness is getting bigger than my subconsciousness. And we're by raising our consciousness level, we're able to make better decisions right. we're able to see clearer i see and our subconscious isn't always like overpowering mm -hmm. so we were kind of like a battle there and i right. think like you'll hear like let's raise the consciousness level of the earth and let's have people actually know and realize what it is that they're doing mm -hmm. so if we can all just start that as a small little network together i feel like it's it's yeah. working on a greater whole Absolutely. And this planet definitely needs people to be more conscious. Totally. And take more responsibility and stop blaming. Yeah. So I think that's a good takeaway for both me and listeners because I have struggled with, I'm a very also like purpose-driven person. So everything I do, I want to know like, why am I doing, like, what's the reason why I'm doing this? And I, I've heard over and over meditation, meditation, it's great, do it, it changes your life. Right. So I'm, it, this is kind of back to what we were talking about at the beginning where it's like, I'm hearing, I know that I should, 
But it's until I truly understand why, though, right. that I'll actually do it and get the benefits of it. And I think I think the reason I just asked that was was exactly that, that I'm someone you, you don't necessarily need to go into every meditation thinking this particular one meditation session is achieving something. It's not always it, but it's getting you one step, one step, one step closer to right. just raising your consciousness, becoming more clear and making better decisions, right? right. Why do we brush our teeth every day? Yeah. yeah. It's not like brushing them once is going to prevent cavities, but brushing them all the time will probably prevent cavities. Yeah. So brush your teeth and meditate. So brush your teeth and meditate. Let's start, Great. Let's start it off early. Like I have my yeah. kids, when I taught preschool and kindergarten, we would start every day. Oh, I love that. With a meditation. And that's what's missing. Yeah. It's so cool that we're I actually just watched um, on Netflix, there's a show called Explained, and each little episode is a little segment explaining a thing, and one of them was about meditation. And it was really interesting to hear, like, this really has been around for so, so, so long, and it only just even recently became, in the Western hemisphere at least, a, a more normal and common practice. And now businesses are doing, corporations are incorporating it in wellness centers and mindfulness training, and I just love that it's actually way more known now and it's it's something that's hard for people to wrap their heads around even me like i feel like i'm the most in tune to this stuff ever yeah. and for some reason i've like not been able to really make myself like understand that like i need to meditate and actually freaking right. do it and actually care to do it the same way that i care to plan my day out the night before every morning i always do that why because i physically and mentally see the result the positive outcome of creating a to-do list the night before i see it pan out and I see it affect me positively so sometimes for me it's hard when I don't right away see that like I don't sure, see yeah. the benefit that it's giving because we live in a society where everything's instant bam, gratification exactly. and we can see you know the, the fruits of our labor yeah so this would be one of those instances where I would encourage you guys and myself to just trust the freaking process and just do it and experiment like again what we were saying what is there to lose nothing I know that I want to meditate like forever but to be realistic, I'm going to hold myself to a challenge right now to for the next 30 days straight, no exceptions. I have to meditate at least once a day, even if it's five minutes or it's a longer walking one or it's whatever. I need to do that because I want to see even after 30 days, it's not like I'll be enlightened all of a sudden, but I would like to see if anything yeah. does change. And who knows? Maybe it will in 30 days. And text me after every... You have to be I accountable I, to yeah, me. Yeah, you can be my accountability <laughs> buddy. I'll literally text you every time I meditate. And then, of course, we can later on, I want to, we'll talk. Reflect back. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll reflect back. And also, maybe, who knows, maybe in the future we'll do an episode where, like, we're really walking through the hypnosis thing. Because I also would love to, that seems to me like a deeper state of this meditation. So maybe after the 30 days of me just getting a feel for even what works for me, like, what doesn't, mm -hmm. then we'll we'll revisit the hypnosis. Cool. and. I'll try to make some major changes in my life. <laughs> this is crazy knowledge that I feel like everyone needs to have. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy you're here. Well, thank you for being on the show. And where can people, listeners, find you? You have your own podcast, huh? Well, is it out yet or no? No, we're just getting it Okay, out they're and, just getting yeah. started. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. We'll put it in the show notes. And I do hypnotherapy yeah. on the phone too. So awesome. it works really well. Yeah, If I people bet. are interested, we'll just we'll just put my um, information in yeah, there. Yeah, put your info. So check the show notes. She'll be in there. Um, thank you so much for being on Thanks. this episode. And guys, remember, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It's anywhere, well, actually, and anywhere that podcasts are available. Give it a rating. Give it a review. It helps so, so much. Please I 
would love if you could review it um, and give me your honest feedback over on Instagram at the self-made CEO. Uh, there are lots of like motivational little daily inspo tips and whatnot over there. So without anything else to say, you guys, thank you for being here and I will see you, catch you, hear you, whatever in the next episode. Bye. Hey, my dark darlings. Hopefully you've been enjoying our latest videos. We're a small crew here at Something Scary, so we have to make sure that the work that goes into our episodes gets done in order and on schedule. So that's why I wanna tell you about our sponsor, Monday.com. Monday.com is an online teamwork platform that keeps your team connected from anywhere. I really enjoy the visual ease of using Monday.com. It helps banish the demons of confusing email chains or who's doing what and by when. It helps make sure everyone is aligned and on the same page. One of the things that I enjoy the most about Monday.com is that it's customizable. So it feels like it could fit any type of collaboration or industry. Build confidence within your team and reach every goal with ease. Visit Monday.com to start your free two-week trial.